Welcome to the latest episode of Platform. Today, we're going to be speaking to Jake Dotson. Now, when most rollerbladers have struggled to release a single section in 2020, Jake has had an amazing year. He has produced three full-length sections, and each section has been better than the last. His most recent one was just wall-to-wall insane basically and he also had a split part with Cody Waikiki during the year and at the start of the year he had a section for Celtic. Now most people remember Jake for his split section with Cody Waikiki or Sneaky and that was about 12 years ago and it has surpassed an insane amount of hits. I think last time I checked it was 104,000 views. Now that was I think it was 12 years ago And since then, he's released a couple of street sections and then basically just disappeared. But this year, he has made an incredible comeback and probably one of the best comebacks in blazing history. So we thought it would be great to speak to him, find out what he's been up to, where he's been, what caused him to step away from blading in the first place and what inspired him to come back. So without further ado, cue the music. Jake Dotson, there we go. It worked. Oh, I was scared for a second that it was just going to go blank on your end because I was like, there's no audio. <laughs> no, I had a, yeah, I'm using my buddy's laptop here and I'm on a, I don't think he has a Zoom app. I had to like copy the link, email it to myself, open it up, um, make sure all the settings and stuff were going, but I think we're good. Yeah, I had a total mind blank for a second, being like, how am I going to send this link to him if he's on Instagram? And I was like, oh, yeah, I could just email it to myself. Yeah, my lateral thinking just went clean out the window. <laughs> how you doing? Pretty good. Thanks you, for having me. How are you? I'm good. Clearly not as good as you, because you've had a pretty phenomenal 2020. When other bladers seem to be struggling to put out one section, you've managed to put out three. Yeah, I guess it has. It's been pretty productive six <laughs> six months i guess yeah no one has coped that well with coronavirus <laughs> no it's been uh it's been nice like i kind of got back into it right before everything really hit here um and everything was going into lockdown and stuff and then i just got obsessed with it again and it was really nice to have that to to focus on over the summer and so when like when did you start skating again um I bought a pair of skates from Shop Task here in Seattle, like the end of February. Right. And um, bought some razors and put my little practice box back together. And then like the lockdowns, like the big shutdowns of stuff was going on like mid-March is when it really started happening. Okay. So right around that time, the beginning of the pandemic, I guess. So, but when did the Celtic section come out? Did that not come out in like March or April? That came out in June. June? My yeah. time. Okay, so you've released three sections in the space of six months then. Not in, <laughs> not in like, that's even more impressive. Okay. Um, yeah. Right, okay. So before we get into all those, because, yeah, there's loads of what I ask you about that. I think okay. the main thing people want to know is where did you go and what happened? Because obviously you had that massive section with Cody Waikiki that people still... People still share that section now, the one of you guys at Skate Barn, is it? Yeah, yeah, I always see it pop up every year or so. Like, people just, yeah, love mentioning it. And eh. I checked, I watched it today just to remind myself again, and it's got 104,000 views. Wow. That's that's an insane number of views for a skate eh. section. Yeah. Especially yeah, no, for two guys that were like, what, flow at the time? Yeah. So going back to that, was that... It looked as if you guys filmed that in like a weekend or because you're, so, wearing, you're wearing the same clothes in like all the clips. Yeah, yeah, it was summer. So, and we were all wearing Dickies and, and wife beaters all the time. So <laughs> it kind of looked like we were just wearing the same thing all the time. But right, um, okay. yeah, that was probably in a two week time. And I was actually just down there with him a couple of weeks ago down to NorCal to, to skate and stuff like that. And we were talking about it and I was with Nico who made it and we never, we didn't like, plan on making that edit those were just 
I mean, Skate Barn was like our hub, you know, in Seattle. And we had like unlimited access to it basically because a lot of us worked there and hung out there all the time. And it was just kind of where we'd go. And we were just filming the sessions we'd have at night after street skating and stuff. And I mean, everybody was getting clips and just kind of skating and doing whatever. And I guess he took the, the tapes home and realized he had a lot of quality stuff with just me and Corey and decided just to make a little combined section of just our stuff and turned out the way it did. I don't know. It was just. So how did it come about if, because Corey's obviously from San Francisco. So mm -hmm. how did, like, did he end up just coming to stay with you for a bit or how did it, how did, yeah, you guys. We, uh, we had a pretty good relationship. With a lot of the NorCal guys, like some of the older dudes in Seattle would go down there and like, film with Yvonne and uh, Vinny and stuff like that and uh, they'd come up for barn burner you know and okay. we'd get to meet them and stuff like that and we kind of became friends and we, we'd kind of swap trips every summer we'd go down there for a couple weeks and they'd come up here like Corey and Nico and them like that and uh, it just was kind of a regular thing for a few years where we'd, we'd go down there during the summer they'd come back up here stay with us for a couple weeks and skate the barn and go street skate and then head down there and street skate down there it's kind of our all right I'm okay 15, yeah it just looked yeah and that edit it just looked like you two are basically just trying to one one up each other like <laughs> over and over like he does a 900 you do a 900 oh like. yeah some of that stuff was a little choreographed like we were you know we'd, we'd have fun in the launch box and try to do some stuff and we were seeing if we could do nines both ways and i hadn't done one of those flips i used to do flips when i was young backflips and stuff was really really fun uh okay i hadn't done one of those a long time and i thought i'd try one of those out or whatever and I don't know. <laughs> right. Okay. Kind of sessioning, just sessioning. So you must have got positive feedback. Well, obviously, it was 12 years ago. So I yeah. don't know how much of it you can remember. But based on, like, even just looking at the comment section of it, no one had a negative thing to say about it. So what was the feedback at the time? People must have been going crazy over it. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was a different time. There wasn't instagram i mean i think those were still myspace days maybe facebook oh, i suppose people bit, wouldn't be getting in touch on social media yeah, as much yeah getting, like direct messages from people saying it was cool or sharing like you know nothing like that but it um the views started started racking up or whatever and people were posting it and talking about it and it was just i mean it was all good feedback yeah so obviously you know what happened to cody he ended up turning pro got a mm -hmm. skate you had other street sections after that came out. Uh, I think it was, was it Next in Line? Next in Line. I yeah. can't remember the names of the other ones. But yeah, because like, they were up and we were kind of filming for that still that summer. I'm not sure about the timeline exactly, but a lot of the clips from Next in Line were prior to that summer, I think. I don't right. know, a lot of that was um, a lot of the tapes we'd had just up in Seattle that we sent down to them and some stuff we got while they were up and stuff like that. But So... What year did you end up stepping, like just either stopping skating or skating less or, you know? Uh, I'd say I really started drifting away 2009. Okay. Yeah. And So, um, so 11 years ago, right, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and what was like, was there any particular reason for it or anything going on in your life or did you just, were you just not into it anymore? No, no, it was... It was a huge part of my life, and I think, you know, to be honest about it, uh, I'd started getting in trouble drinking. I was drinking too much, um, okay. and like that started to have some consequences on it on my life. And like I was out of high school and I was working full time. Um, it just, it was a, uh, I don't know, poor mental health. A lot of things going on. Um, I kind of got caught up down a road like I think a lot of people um back in those days in the opioids and stuff like that right okay to be perfectly honest with it and um that really got a hold of me and took me down a pretty bad road there for a lot of years um and after a while um I just start feeling so bad about where I'm at and what's going on and the stuff I you know the skating thing I had put so much into it and it was like all my friends everything that I had going was you know, revolved around skating. All my good friends were people that skated and stuff like that. And I, you know, it took me away from all that and I regretted it a lot. Um, so I kind of like, I don't know, it was hard to watch 
you know, where people were going and people that were still skating. And, you know, I was happy for Corey doing that. And like my good friend Josiah and stuff still skating and doing the things he was able to do. And I just felt like I uh, had blew it, you know, and it just made me depressed more, you know, which kind of just spirals the, the alcoholism and stuff like that. So um, it so, just really got away from me. Right. Did it like start off recreationally or was it like, cause obviously you hear about lots of people in the States, like they, there's a big problem with opioids because people get them for pain medication and mm -hmm. then it gets out of hand. Did it start off like that or was it like, no, it wasn't even an injury. It was, um, I was drinking a lot and, and smoking weed and stuff like that. And uh, even that before the opioids got mixed up, um, was getting too much for me to handle. I, I was just a terrible drinker. Everything it, bad things just seemed to happen when I drank, and uh, I didn't realize what it was recreational. I didn't realize what I was getting into. Really, um, I didn't realize it was basically just pharmaceutical grade heroin for the most part, and that it was going to be so physically addicting and so tragic for me. I don't know. I just have a addictive personality, whether it's skating, you know, per se, or um, getting into you know worse things like that. Like I didn't really have an off switch. So. And so how long did, how long did that continue for until you basically managed to break out of that? Uh, I got, I've been sober now for a little over four years. In that's, recovery. Oh, well, like that's, yeah, that's a long yeah. time. So I, I kind of hit a bottom per se, uh, about 25. Okay. You know, and, um, had done a pretty good job of digging myself a really big hole just in my life in general. And uh, spent the last four years putting the pieces back together, you know, and it's been a long road and I've done a lot of work, you know, and I think uh, I started skating again right about the right time. I, I don't think I would have wanted to jump back into it immediately because of uh, I just had a lot of other things I needed to focus on. You know, I have my daughters and stuff that I've always been with a part of their life and everything like that, but it was just, I just wasn't showing up great, you okay. know, and to, get a foundation for for an actual future because I was just uh just a very depressed sad case there for a little bit <laughs> so four, I'm in a much four years better is good though now. like yeah, that's yeah, absolutely if you've stuck with it this long that's that's a good indicator that you're going to continue to so yeah yeah I know I uh my recovery is really important to me and um you know I do a lot of work you know outside of uh skating and stuff like that you know skating is a great good for my mental health. It's good for the exercise and stuff like that. But there's a lot of other things I do just to keep my head on straight and, um, keep pushing in the right direction. Like I have been the last few years. So. All right. Um, you mentioned you've got two dot two daughters. I, you, I, you just still look so young that it's kind of hard to picture you having yeah two kids about to be about to be 30 here in March. Yeah. I got an eight year old and a five year old. Okay. So you must've yeah had the first one like pretty young then yeah like 22 23 22 21 I believe, wow yeah. okay i know third grader yikes <laughs> yeah that will yeah my daughter's gonna be five in january and she already just seems like almost an adult it's terrifying I so yeah i can't even imagine what it's like having almost double her age they're definitely crossing the line from uh they're, they're testing you know <laughs> testing me and testing their boundaries and yeah it's, uh, it's a lot of work too. They're, they're great though. Yeah. I can only imagine what it's like getting into arguments with two little girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That would I'd be like, cool. going to lose my mind <laughs> now. Right. Sweet. Um, so fast forward to earlier this year, what, mm -hmm. what was it that got you back into it? Why did you decide to pick up skates again? Uh, so my girlfriend that, um, that I've been seeing now for a couple of years and that I'm we just recently got engaged actually. So I guess she's my fiance now. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. I was, uh, I don't know. I was kind of complaining about needing a, a hobby again, you know, um, some kind of exercise. Um, the job I have, I work at a treatment center at a drug and alcohol rehabilitation center. All right. And I just kind of sit in front of a computer for a lot of the day. And um, I just wanted something to, to get out and do, you know, and sh I had been, him and Han about buying, buying more skates to do it again. Cause I kind of felt like I'd, I'd put them on every once in a while, you know, and go to the park and they're just didn't, I couldn't do it the way I wanted to do it or the way I used to do it. And I felt like it would just make, it would just get me frustrated a little bit. Um, 
but uh, she convinced me to go ahead and just go get some. And I got uh, my older daughter, Emma, a little pair of Razor Juniors while I was at it. And so figured it was something we could do together. And um, I had a practice box at my, at my parents' place that had been taken apart and was on the side of the house. I just kind of put that thing back together started skating out in the driveway with her and skating the box and stuff. And I was just, uh, just having a lot of fun doing it. You know, I just fell in love with it again. And it's just been a bit of an obsession for me again, kind of like it was when I was younger. I'm just excited to do it. And I'm thinking about it all the time. And that's yeah. You mentioned there, like basically trying to get back to where you originally were. Cause if you're skating at such a standard and, the level that you were skating at back then was like pro level blading standard. And then to take a long break for it and then get them back on again, I imagine that must be one of the hardest obstacles to overcome that initial feeling of just incredible frustration. Cause you're like, Oh mm-hmm. my, why can't, why can't I do all that stuff that was so easy before? Or uh, like, it's, I used to yeah. hurricane like whenever I wanted, why can't I do it? Yeah. So I it's imagine tricky. that must be like, it must be a hard thing to get over. Yeah. It's just like the disconnect between where mentally I feel like I should be and like I can visualize the same tricks in my head and like kind of remember how they're supposed to feel and like what I was doing before, but just the the getting my my legs to cooperate and do it the way (laughs) as comfortable as it felt. It was just not there, you know, so it just took, you know, some repetition and and trial and error to get the like the muscle memory to come back. But it it sure comes back pretty quick if you, you do some work, work at it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It doesn't seem like it took that long for you to get get it back because you said you started skating again at the start of the year, like when uh, it was like I think I have a picture on my Instagram of like the day I bought it. I think it was like February 29th, something like that. It was that leap year day. And then within four months, you've got a full street part, and everyone that saw that was like it doesn't look like he's not been skating. You didn't look <laughs> even remotely rusty. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's wild. I mean, from, from skating the box and stuff um, and wanting to go out and street skate, I was able to get in contact with some of the guys I grew up skating with and stuff that are still out doing it and just kind of tagged along for a few street sessions and um, have been meeting a lot of new people. we got a pretty good scene here in Seattle. It's like, Facebook group and stuff like that. It's just guys that are going out to session and stuff like that. And they just kind of jumped right in with, you know, whatever they were doing tagging along and just trying to get clips, you know, and just trying to have some fun. It and does it's... look really strong, especially with having like the shop. So you guys are basically a hub or like a place to meet up. And then you've obviously got Carter LeBlanc, who's he's from Seattle as well, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Or I got, yeah. yeah. And then right Josiah and then they've got their, like the whole like chance of rain crew. And they're yeah. All, yeah, they're all skating at a great level as well. So yeah. yeah, that it must be a good group to jump back into. Yeah, no, I was fortunate enough to um you know have had a long history with Josiah. I mean him grew up together skating. Like we were the guys at skate barn all the time and we grew up street skating together and stuff like that. So we go back a long ways and um yeah, he's been working with Carter skating and filming and you know they have their crew, they're pretty tight knit and, uh, you know, for them to let me come in, um, after such a long time and, and, you know, kind of tag along and in session with them was really nice. And, um, having that kind of motivation, you know, being around people who, you know, know what they're doing with the camera and have, have produced some stuff and, um, feeling like, you know, the clips I get will be put to use. Um, cause that was something yeah. that was, that was difficult growing up was, you know, there's a lot of us skating and we were all skating at a pretty high level, I felt like, and pushing each other. It was just, we'd film and the tapes would just, you know, collect dust, you know, stuff like that. We didn't have anyone to, you know, tie everything together and, okay. and release it and put out, you know, a product to be, to be shown, you know. So, yeah, we're really fortunate to have uh, Carter on the scene doing what he does, you know, and being able to showcase a lot of the talent in Seattle. So that's been really nice. Yeah, he's been, yeah, the stuff he's released over the last God knows how many years it's been. I, I've interviewed Carter before as well, and just he has got an amazing backlog of videos of mm-hmm. just every great skater from that area. So, yeah, yeah. It's, that's got to be it's got to be a handy person to have around to like know that you can trust them to film what you're doing well, that you don't have yeah. to worry about that. 
Yeah, that's a huge part. Not to have to redo a clip, you know. You can trust that he's <laughs> like. Do sorry, his man, job. I messed it. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to fight for it. Ken Green, that reel again. And you're like, man, I'm not I'm not doing that again. <laughs> right. That's uh, yeah, a huge. Uh, allows you to just focus on, you know, the trick or whatever. Um, is Josiah is he skating again, or what's going on with his knee? Is it is it better since he's had surgery on it, or? Uh, he's kind of rehabbing still with it okay. um, doing a lot of exercise and stuff like that i know he's hungry to to want to skate again but he doesn't want to rush it so yeah because yeah. i saw the well i'd seen clips and fifth elements which i can't remember whether that was after his surgery or before but yeah but then i, I haven't those, seen much since so yeah i think those clips um in chance rain three in his fifth elements were post-surgery okay i believe and that was that movie came out before um i really got involved again so I wasn't yeah, there yeah. for those filming, but I think they were. And I just know he's had like a couple of setbacks and stuff. And it's just real touchy area with the knee stuff. So he's just real taking it, taking it really careful right now. Yeah. If you're going to have major surgery or not with that, you're not really going to want to do anything to jeopardize it and put yourself yeah. back in that position. Yeah, that's fair enough. So how did, if that was your first, that was your first section back in like, yeah, oh, like a decade essentially. Yeah. How did you end up getting sponsored by Caltech? Um, you know, it's the weirdest thing. I, I was, I had just made an Instagram like six months before I started skating again. I was really late to the Instagram game. I didn't realize that's kind of where that a lot of the rollerblading. Yeah, to the Instagram game. <laughs> I had this weird thing where like I'll I'll refuse to do something like that for way past the point of like all right, everybody's using this new platform or whatever. You know, I was really late to wanting to make a Facebook or I don't have a Twitter. You know, I don't know. I just, for some reason, reluctant to do that. And I um, had been on a road trip down to San Francisco um, with my girlfriend and we had a long drive home and I decided to make an Instagram, you know, and for the first six months, it's just, you know, random pictures and me with the girls and stuff like that. And then I got the skates and I started just posting box clips and, Stuff like that just to put on there and um people started seeing me skating again or whatever and i was getting great feedback and people were happy to see stuff current for me you know which has been really nice to hear and uh i don't know it was like a month i posted a few street clips or whatever just whatever i was out doing just filming with my phone and they caltech just messaged me on instagram and i uh honestly hadn't even heard of their product <laughs> or knew what was going on with them but to be honest i was so out of right, the loop okay. and i thought it was a joke you know i told him i was like why you know are you, are you serious he's like yeah i'm serious i'll want to send you a pair of frames you can try them out and let me know what you think and um you know coming back everybody's riding flat now which was a big change i'd never ridden eight down in my life you right. know rollerblading so um I said, sure, I'll, you know, I'll try these frames out. If you want to send me a pair, I'll try them out. And, uh, I, you know, I dig them. They're great frames. And he's, Connors, been yeah, he's got to have his finger on the pulse then if he was that quick to be like, yep, yeah, I'll send you product. Because, yeah. yeah. It was very surprising shipping to it. me. <laughs> yeah, shipping it all the way from Ireland to Seattle. All right, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're skating flat now. Like, you know, you don't have to skate flat. You can skate whatever you want. You don't. You can still continue no, no. to ride anti. Yeah. <laughs> I was curious to give it a try too. You know, I'm checking everything out and I, I dig it. You know, I like the control. I like riding flat and I, you know, all the, um, the ideas thing. I was going to stick on ledges, all that stuff. Like they, they skate great. You know, and I like riding flat. So. Not with a massive H block on Celtic. Like they're, they've got a wide split between those two middle wheels. So right. if you're, if you're getting wheel bite on those, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then obviously you made the split section with Corey. I can't remember when that came out. Was that like the end of summer, August maybe? Um, so they came up to visit this summer and they, they, Corey had been coming up too for. Yeah. Cause he's been filming with Carter and yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And, um, so they came up, I think the first week of August, they okay. were up for about five or six days and yeah, I mean, Nico came along and he kind of had this idea, let's try to make a, you know, a Sneaky and Jake part two. And me and 
him were both a little hesitant because like nothing's going to top what we made in that first one, you know, just skating skate barn and stuff like that. So, but I thought it was a fun idea, you know, it'd be fun to skate with him. And I love skating with Corey. He's probably one of my favorite people to skate with just because me and him have, um, I don't know, I guess we think similarly and we have a similar trick vocabulary and it's just fun yeah. to, you know, to go back and forth with him and he pushes me a lot and gets me to try new stuff. And it's so, um, we just sessioned that whole week and got what we got, I guess. And Nico took it home and was able to make, you know, a little something out of it. And so that was great to release and have something to look back on too. Yeah, it came off incredibly. And I think a lot of people, they're, they're basically seeing the street version of you guys right. going back to back as opposed to the part section and just the way it was put together. Like, yeah, I thought, I thought it came off really well. Um, what was it? What was it like skating with Corey again? Because obviously it must have been years since you guys had seen each other. Like, what was it like? Just yeah, hanging out again, catching up with each other. Uh, hadn't missed a beat, man. It was great. So they came into town, and I met up with them that first night. And uh, you know, after a few awkward moments of like, you know, how's it going? What's going on? Uh, you know, catching up a little bit. It was just like, you know bullshitting and skating and just kind of like it used to be um so it felt great you know nice and what <laughs> what was uh when you guys actually started skating together and he mm -hmm. could basically see that despite the fact that he'd continued skating that entire time and you'd been off for such an extended period he must have been pissed off that you were managing <laughs> to basically compete with him at every street spot because it's kind of no one seems to skate better than the other person in that section. You guys both hold your own and it's really tough to pick. Like you would, most people would assume that because Corey just kept going, he would, uh, yeah, manage to outshine you in some way. But you guys were just neck and neck in terms of ability throughout the entire thing. He must have been yeah. like, Jake, give it a rest, you know, like take no. it easy on me a little bit here. No, I don't think he was pissed. I think he was just happy to <laughs> to have me around again and skating again and, you know, I'm sure, uh, you know, he was just having, I think I was pushing it myself a little harder to try to, to tighten the gap, you know, cause I was assuming the same thing is that, you know, I'd have been left in the dust and stuff like that. And I think, uh, I knew I was excited to have him in town. I was excited to be skating with, with him again and stuff and wanted to, to try to hold my own again and, and at least try to keep, keep it at the same level, you know, or catch up right. a little bit. So yeah no hard was, feelings at all <laughs> you know yeah it was just the the pair of you it was just a tech fest from beginning to end especially right. on those the was it the double the two like two the rails liner. in a line yeah yeah then the following edit you skated that those rails and they were capped so yeah those those rails um they're downtown in seattle and uh they're always capped I and mean, the time the the latest clip and the new edit was before California guys came up right. and it was just me and Carter went out there one day and, uh, I was able to get the top one off, but not the bottom one or whatever. Okay. Um, the second time, or oh, then later when the Cali guys were up and we, we went there, Josiah has his little, uh, arsenal of supplies to uncap spots. <laughs> hey, <you know>? Okay. <laughs> he got in there with his wrench and stuff and they had been like painted over, you know, so they were kind of like painted onto the thing and, we got a, a hammer in there and just kind of beat them off there and managed to get them off to session them. So, Right. I was wondering about it because I was like, did they skate it so much it got capped again or what? Yeah, I was trying to figure uh, that they've out. Been, uh, they've been capped for a long time and it's kind of a... Uh, I, the guys have skated them several times. I've seen them in a few different things and um, I think in one of the Chance of Rain's things, they had the... I think it was one of the intro. They had the caps on and just set them there and grinded through them and knocked them all off. Right. I think it's in the intro or whatever. It's just we always oh, put them back on so that they don't mess with them. That is that's that's the tactic that you yeah. have to employ. You have to make it look as if no one's tampered with it, exactly. so that you can just yeah keep going back. Kind of make sure the screws are in there just tight enough that they're going to stay on, but not you know take them off next time. So right, okay, and then you had the last part, which yeah, I didn't each part has got successively better. The the one you did with Carter that came out, when did that come out? Last month, was it? Uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was down in yeah. California when he, when he dropped it. 
Um, yeah, that. How long did you film that one for? Because that just looked. It looked like a lot of work had been put into it because there was a massive variation of tricks. You had loads of lines in it. There was a nice variety of spots. It looked really well thought out. Um, so the Celtic one was in June, and that was in like the first couple months of me skating again. And uh, my buddy Austin Cooper put that one together, and Carter um, gave him some of the footage that I'd gotten with him in those first couple sessions over to um, Austin to finish that one. And then basically, I guess from June until the end of August, maybe, um, just kind of going out every weekend, every other weekend, maybe a week night here or there. Um, so in about three months time, I guess. Okay. That's, that's a lot of footage to get in three months. Yeah. Even if you, like, even if you were going out every weekend, that's, that's a, that's a lot. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, no matter what spot we go to, I'm pretty, I wouldn't say competitive, but I have a lot of internal pressure on myself to want to get something on everything, at least, you know, whether it turns out or not, you know, just to, for, I don't know, just. I would, it's, there's, there's nothing wrong with being competitive. I, I think it's pretty safe to say just looking at, at the way you skate. Yeah, you're like, even if you're not competing with other people, you're competing with someone if it's yourself. Right. Because, yeah, like who hate- who goes out their way to do hurricane switching natural on disgusting steep rails with <laughs> like grimy run up? That's not, yeah. Yeah. That one, that one was funny. That. That was one of the, the my very first session back with uh, Josiah and Carter. Then we went to to that spot, and um, I was looking at that three topsail. I three topsailed it in the yeah. Celtic edit, and you know that was my first day street skating back and stuff. And I was stoked to be doing that. And I was looking at this rail. And, <laughs> first, uh, first day back, the guys must have just been like, "Holy shit! This yeah, is, this is going to get interesting." And um, I remember talking with Josiah about it. It's like I was like, "I, I wish I could." hurricane tops all this both ways this would be such a good rail to get it on he's like man just keep skating i know it's in he's like it's in your head you know you can do it give it a couple months and sure enough over the summer we were kind of in the area and i was like let's go get those right now and we stopped by there and i managed to do it you know it took like i got lucked out i got real lucky that day it took about a half an hour got them okay. both and got out of there it was really good yeah just is the one to convince you because i'm pretty sure he's pretty sure he fakey is it fakey 450 sunny did it Fakey five acid. Fakey five acid. Yeah. And med spin full back savannah. He, that guy's nuts. Yeah, yeah. I just remember seeing him doing ridiculous things that I've never mm-hmm. seen anyone else do on yeah. those. And they don't look like pleasant rails. They like they look they look steep. There's some little stinkers. Yeah, they're like they're they're crazy low, you know, and it's a great Yeah, it's pretty steep for for a little rail like that, but yeah. Like on and off, I guess. Yeah, but it kind of just looks like it would plow you into the ground. Like it looks <laughs> like one of those ones that you're like, all right, here we go. Um, shoot you right into the ground. Yeah, basically. Um, so what's the situation with razors now? Have they because obviously you had the section on the channel, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you know you're skating for the brand again. Mm-hmm. Or, or so are you just buying skates or are they hooking you up or what's going on with um, that? I I bought the first pair of shifts, you know, and I love the shifts and I've, I'm just going to skate razors, whether I'm paying for them or not. Um, it's just the brand I like and I've been skating them for so long. that just what's comfortable. Um, I mean, Jeff is, I talked to Jeff a lot and then uh, I kind of had to reach out to him and apologize a little bit for the exit I made, you know, kind of the Irish goodbye on that one with everything before and kind of let him know what was going on. You know, it's just part of, um, what I got to do for myself is to kind of like clean up some of that shit from my past, you know, and try to show up different today. So I just let them know that I, you know, um, felt bad about the way I left and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, just happy to be skating again or whatever. And, um, you know, we communicate a little bit. I, I haven't had any thing official said to me or anything, you know, I'm just happy to support them any way I can, you know, if it's, giving him some footage or letting him post like he sent me you know like a some soul plates or whatever to replace the ones that i had completely grinded through after about two months (laughs) but um nothing too official i guess you know 
I mean, it's, it's very rare for skaters to actually, you know, take responsibility and own up to something like that. So I'm sure Jeff probably appreciated the fact that you did reach out to him and did apologize because there's plenty of skaters who have done worse and just, you know, not ever acknowledged it. Yeah. Um, so that is quite like, it's quite a mature thing to do to, you know, contact your previous sponsor and just say, yeah, I feel like I let you down a little bit. Like that's, that's not that common in, in bleeding. Uh, yeah, I felt like it was necessary, you know, um, I wasn't showing up great at the time. I mean, uh, uh, I remember, okay, I'll tell a story. So it was my, one of my first trips that they, that they took care of for me. It was like the first year bitter cold was in Detroit. Yeah. I think it's like 2008, maybe. Um, and I flew out there by myself, um, getting to get to the hotel and, you know, normal pre contest stuff's going on. Everybody's just drinking or whatever. Um, you know, I don't seem to have any control when I do that. So I drank too much, ended up going outside and I passed out outside in the freezing <laughs> snow, about 20 degrees or whatever. And woke up in the hospital that night and he had to come, you know, get me out of the hospital. And then I skated like shit all day cause I was dehydrated and all hung over and all this stuff. And just like, just not representing anything good at that point, you know, just stuff like that, you know, just not. So did that happen a lot? Like things did like, did the drinking interfere like on a practical level with blading? Like, as in, was it regularly disrupting, you know, you being able to perform at events or, show up to sessions or whatever, or was it just something you were doing on the side that ended up distracting you from skating in general? Um, I mean, I would say it was getting in the way, you know, okay. um, stuff like that. Like that was a rare occurrence, I guess, being on a trip and having that happen. Um, yeah. but in my personal life in a home and away from skating, those things started happening more and more. It was just always trouble, you know, and as, as that, began to happen um the skating was still important but it, in my head it was becoming less of a priority for me mm -hmm. as these things started to take over and um i don't know it definitely took a lot of it took everything away took everything from me for the most part so um it was a powerful cool. thing what were your like closest friends? So I'm guessing you had two friendship groups. You must have had blading friends and non-blading friends, and it was the non-blading friends you were partying with, or I had zero non-blading friends up until okay. um, my senior year of high school. Like, I mean, the drinking and like the smoking and stuff like that. Like that was like uh, just like most kids our age were doing we were just oh yeah like totally just, stuff like that yeah i was but, just wondering how it got to the level that it was taking you away from it if you were just doing it with skate friends because surely they'd still be like whoa we still need to go in session like what are you right no as as um as it progressed with me i kind of distanced myself from everybody right um for or vice versa you know for good reasons i just nobody i wasn't a good person to be around i was an asshole <laughs> so I don't blame anybody. That's, that's fair enough. You can acknowledge yeah. it. That's yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like were any of your friends like blading friends trying to get you back into it or basically trying to get you away from that life, or were yeah. they just wanting nothing to do with it? No, I mean they I think they still cared about me and stuff, and I I'd hear from them every once in a while and um you know, come session, come skate or whatever. I just didn't want to hear any of it. For the most part, um, you know, until I decided for myself that I was going to leave all that stuff behind um, and have a different way, different way to live my life. I needed to start from scratch for the most part. And then, you know, even after I sober, got sober and all that stuff, it still took, you know, two or three years before um, I was even willing to consider, you know, skating again and opening myself up to, to that because I really had to just focus on you know, getting my life under control. <laughs> really. yeah, it's, yeah. It's one of those things that no matter how good intentioned your friends are or the advice they're trying to offer you, if you're not willing to listen to it or you're not 
ready to yeah do know. that yet it's, it doesn't matter who it's coming from or how much you yeah. respect them like if you're not if you're not ready to face it yourself you're just not going to take any notice of what they're saying yeah i mean i had everybody telling me skating friends um family you know i had um my oldest at the time already and so it just was a per- it just had to be a personal battle to to find the willingness to move on from that stuff that must have been quite scary to go through that with having two kids as well because obviously you're then going to feel bad about yourself because you're like I'm a dad and yeah and that's just going to put additional pressure on you which I would imagine would make it harder to recover because when you feel down you do things that make oh, you yeah. feel good and if a, drugs and vicious, alcohol are making you feel good you're going to keep doing it you got it it's a vicious vicious cycle yeah depression and self-medicating um and unhealthy coping mechanisms you know all these things that like just become habitual you know and and then you just find yourself in a real desperate place you know um and unfortunately that's what it takes is to get to that place to want to reach out and finally ask someone for help and to go do the things that are necessary to to dig yourself out you know because i felt like there was felt pretty hopeless you know just skating aside just in in life in general um very dark dark times but um so i'm super grateful for absolutely everything today it's got to to be out of that yeah it's got to feel pretty awesome especially like i saw was it last night on instagram you put up a thing like you took your kids to was it a roller rink or something like that yeah we got a this place called patterson's west up the road from uh from where my parents are at and uh yeah just a indoor skating rink i got uh, it's got to be pretty cool just knowing that yeah you've overcome all that stuff and now you can just focus on yeah being a great dad or yeah. enjoying time with your kids being there and being present you know um being able to give them the attention they need instead of being distracted all the time and yeah no it feels great and i know they appreciate it and they're they're happy and they're great kids and i'm doing the best i can right now so that's awesome man like yeah. i that's yeah in terms of yeah blading aside like that's that is an incredible thing to overcome mm-hmm. and in relation to blading no one i can count on one hand the amount of people who had influence at one point in blading or were considered up and coming or were pro or whatever who've mm-hmm. made a comeback and it's actually worked out like even established pro skaters have tried to make comebacks and they've just realized that they found themselves in the wrong era of skating or they're no longer able to keep up or just it's just a different time and that the type of skating that used to make them really popular and influential just doesn't exist anymore whereas yeah. it feels like you've come back and your skating looks just like it did but it feels like you've like updated it a bit as well like i've never seen you skate lines before like right. I've, I've normally just seen you like do like tech trick tech trick tech trick Whereas right. now you're doing like combos, you're like doing transfers, you're adding little like creative flares into things. Like it feels like your skating is updated for 2020 as well as retaining all the things that once made you very popular. Right. No, and I think a lot of that's just um, being around the guys that I was skating with and just getting influence from them and seeing, you know, where their creative ideas are coming from, what they're thinking of and you know, especially, um, you know, Carter and Josiah again, and their um, influence on the types of tricks that, you know, I, I take a lot of advice from them as far as trick selection and stuff goes. And I'd always turn to Josiah and ask him what he think would look good and stuff like that and what, what ideas he'd have. And I had this funny meme I made of, uh, I swapped his face over the the guy holding the Pinocchio with the little marionette dolls. Right. Puppet and I put master, my face yeah. on it. Okay. Cause like he's, uh, that one of the sessions he was just pumping me with ideas and stuff like that. And I was just, all right, I'll give it a try, you know, and kind of enjoying it that way. And, you know, looking at things a little different. Yeah. You've got to scratch the itch that he can't at the moment. Cause he's like, I've got all these ideas in my mind and he's probably writing oh, them man. down in a book or got them in his phone, yeah. or something. but he can't actually get the satisfaction of doing them. So he's like, I'm going to make him do them <laughs> <laughs> a couple of times. That's happened a couple of times where we've been out and he's like, man, I've been looking at this thing for a long time. You know, like that, uh, that zero fish on that, 
under bar on that wall rail. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, we pulled up and we were going to a different spot around the corner or whatever. And he was like, man, I've been having this idea for this trick on this thing and took a couple of looks at it or whatever. And I figured I'd give it a, give it a shot and got, and got it luckily. And that was one of the ones that they'd been throwing around the, the theory for a little bit. And I was said, I'll jump on that. I'll give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd your eye on my, I think my favorite, one of my favorite ones that stood out from this year is the, the zero fish on the triple drop ledge. Oh, because yeah. zero fish is, it's one of those tricks that if you don't fully commit, your foot's just your skate is just wiping clean across the ledge and it's risky you're getting but a dead it's, leg. and I mean, you basically Corey, had to like Corey do that back me on this yeah on that the heart attack little heart attack ledge thing like yeah <laughs> it just i mean it feels just like skating a regular ledge you kind of just drop right into it um luckily, i'd love and, to believe you but that i just know <laughs> that, i know that's not the case but okay <laughs> and the zero fishes are just so comfy for some reason that's like a pretty safe one for me that I feel comfortable with. So I'll, as far as ledge tricks goes, that's one of my safer ones. But yeah, that looked great on that little yeah, step down ledge. That came out perfect. Um you said that you'd so you said that you'd basically kept an eye on skating like the entire time. So were you still watching like edits and stuff like that or still watching videos or what was, that was what was your interaction the, with Bladen? It was the the opposite. Um I didn't I went out of my way not to watch any of it <laughs> right okay you're like this is just gonna make me feel like shit it, i'm not it doing did this. totally made me feel like shit so i mean i'd scroll past just did everything I, I didn't keep up with any of it to be honest um, okay some of my close friends you know obviously i'd i'd want to see what they were up to and i knew they were still out doing it and like when Corey got his skate i thought that was amazing when josiah got his his rims i thought that was great and um but as far as keeping up with the you know the people the industry and yeah um videos and stuff like that like i i couldn't get myself to to watch any of it yeah i suppose so when when did you start interacting with it again and start watching like the most recent like online videos and things like that um right after i got the bug again like i got the skates you know end of february march and i started skating again and was started reaching out to to all my old friends and Seattle people that were skating. And I just, like I said, I kind of got obsessed with it again. I, I spend a lot of time at work, like I said, um, at the laptop. Okay. Um, and so I got plenty of time to surf through YouTube wormholes of skating and stuff like that and see what's going on. And the Instagram thing has been very useful for seeing people's content and seeing who's doing what and what's going on and products and where the teams are at, you know, who's where, and I don't know, just been kind of catching up a little bit on all that. And Carter sent me a bunch of links to some great stuff that he was, that he was excited about when he came out and just kind of watching, watching everything okay. um, that I can, I guess. So since you've got back into it and started following Blade and Media, what, what stuff's inspired you or what's actually most importantly, when you started watching recent stuff again, what was your impression of it? Because blading now is very different to what it, it was when you stopped. So what was your first impression when you started watching modern sections? Um, you know, I know the, the big controversial opinion is that like, you know, there's the old heads that are saying it's not as big and not as crazy as it was. And, um stuff like that but i mean i i appreciate it i know that precision and more technical creative skating is is difficult too you know anyone can throw themselves down a 40 stair drop rail if they're willing to jump onto it you know but some of the smaller stuff though you might not have to risk your life to do it um takes just as much skill i would say and i i mean i'm interested in it i think it's interesting and fun to watch you know i think the filming and um is just as important i guess in a lot of those things and making them look good um i think it's I mean, it's all good man it's like people are got skates on their feet and they're out there having fun that's that's really all matters to me it does look like you've adopted elements of like this era of rollerblading into your 
into your skating because it, it looks like you're thinking more about the tricks and you said you said yourself that like you're now collaborating with people and they're giving you suggestions of what mm-hmm. they think you, like you'd be able to do or like you'd look good doing and you're taking that on yeah. board and using it in your own skating so that is that in essence is you know adapting to the new era of blading yeah and i think one of the big differences i guess too is um like considering the clips you're trying to get as part of a uh, uh, of an end product i guess as far yeah. as the section goes versus back in the day it was um you know we'll we'll learn five new tricks at skate barn on the down rail and then go to a try to find an identical down rail and do those same five <laughs> tricks those same five tricks that day on that one rail you know and there you go you got five clips or five tricks that you can cross off the trick list because i had a trick list in my wall and there's going to just got to get this on this you know um, and then calling it done versus, you know, having a variety and trying to well, like round out and edit and, you know, what kind of more, more thinking of it in terms of, you know, a complete, you know, an end product, I guess. Yeah. Versus yeah. just like being like, all right, I need a wall ride or I've got, I've got no lines or I've got no gaps yeah. or yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think that is something that's, that's something that's undeniable has definitely improved over the years because if you look at sections from the 90s you know there can be like 10 of the same trick in a section or like the same obstacles just over and over and over again whereas Mm -hmm. that's a lot that happens a lot less nowadays because you can tell people are like right we're getting rid of that people get rid of like you know 30 percent of their clips because they're like no that we can't yeah you know that's too similar to this yeah 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 okay um so which are there any like skaters you've watched this year, like since you've got back into it, that I don't know, maybe you hadn't heard of before or have come up since you've stopped that you've been impressed by and been like, holy shit, like I really like what they're doing. Yeah. Um, I love watching Broom stuff. Andrew Broom. Great. Yeah. yeah. And the Candy Guys. Um, they had a great video. And um, uh, I don't know, as far as like young guys go, like Jay Boon, I guess. Okay, yeah. Uh, is he the Korean, Korean kid? Is that Korean, that? Japan. I'm not sure. I think he I... might be Korean. Uh, oh, don't quote me on that. Yeah, I might have yeah. got it wrong and just come off as horribly racist there. Yeah. yeah, I know who you mean. <laughs> I know when I first got back into it, I was like, you know, talking to high, and he sent me over a link to some of the stuff he was doing in parks and stuff. And he's, what, 15 years old. So it's amazing to have... Uh, someone so young at such a level, you know, and wondering where it could go. Cause I feel like yeah. the, the age of the rollerbladers just in general is older, you know? Yeah. It's very rare to have young kids. And then when you have young kids skating it, with that much ability, you're like, well, that's really exciting. Cause what are they going to be like when they get older and, right. you know, get stronger and yeah, have more of an idea of who they want to be as a skater. Yeah. It's definitely very exciting. Um, anyone else? Any like other sections that you've really enjoyed this year that you've watched and been like, "Yep, that's." Uh, I'm totally. It's the worst question to ask someone because you're like, "I do have them; they're just not in my mind." I yeah. know. Um, oh my gosh! I can't think of anything. I'm totally thinking about everything and not being able to pick one yeah, thing. It's, it's a, a horrible question to ask someone. It's like, name yeah. your favorite film or like, you know, what's your, what's your favorite band? And you're like, shit, I don't I like, why are you doing this to me? Yeah. Um, okay. So you've obviously had your summer section out. What's, what's the plans for the future? Like, do you have it and you want to do with skating or like, what's, how's the future um, looking for you in terms of blading? Um, I'm still having a great time doing it. I hope to just keep skating and getting to get out and film with some friends or whatever, and just, you know, have that fellowship of people that enjoy doing the same thing, you know, just to hang out with at least and uh, have a hobby to something to share together. You know, if I am able to film stuff or work towards a project, you know, that's always good motivation. Um, I enjoy getting out at the weekly, skate park session we have around here on Wednesday nights. Um, I like to is, take is there, more trips. Is there an indoor park in Seattle now? I thought they'd all gone. 
barn, the skate barn closed, um, which was a very unique place because it was huge and it was built yeah. by rollerbladers and it was just, you know, we were spoiled with that place. But uh, there's a couple indoors. There's like an indoor park in Bellevue, real small, right, skateboard, okay. skateboard oriented. And then another one, I think, in Seattle that's <clears throat> also, you know, a little smaller one. But yeah, an indoor park in Seattle was uh, we were fortunate to have because of all the six months of rain or eight months say, of rain we get yeah the, the weather in seattle is just as bad as it is in scotland we get yeah. it, i think it's rained for like two or three weeks now here so yeah. it's just yeah street skating does not exist for yeah, for winter months here. i'm gonna try to find some undercover spots i got a little ledge spot by my house that i go to constantly because it's undercover and lit and i can go play around on that i guess but uh i'll be trying to get out of town a little bit i got in the car with my buddy cody who lives down in portland met him down there and we drove down to NorCal. Um, That's what I was going to ask about. Yeah. I saw that you were in California recently. Was there, mm -hmm. was it, are you filming for anything like a project down there or was it just visiting friends or what was going on? Uh, kind of went just to, just to get away from the rain, you know, and to go skate for a little bit. And I think um, while down there, um, there might be some, we're working towards a project, I guess, like a next in line, another next in line thing. It'd be okay. cool. Um, cause a lot of the guys that, that were a part of that in the first one, you know, are skating again now. Um, and that might be something we want to work, work towards. So that'd be cool. You know, call it still waiting perhaps or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's pretty crazy. That's yeah. If so many of you that were in that video are still going because more often than not, when you look at back at things like that, you're like, wow, there's like one skater left that's still going or yeah. Right. So that is pretty it probably cool. was, was about down to that, you know, for a little bit, but it seems like, you know, not just me, but there's been a big resurgence of just people's interest in skating again. I don't know if that's just from how crazy the year's been or just the time off of work. A lot of people have had, or yeah, I think, I think yeah. People suddenly having free time. They're like, yeah, right. Probably. I need to find something to <laughs> occupy. And they're like, Oh, I used to really enjoy doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and what about what about back home? Is like Carter working on another video, or what's are you have you got uh, any other footage since your last section came out? Don't really want to speak on. That's, what that's they yes. Got that's 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 yes. You just know. don't want to tell me. But I okay. can't confirm or deny anything. I don't know. Um, you know, I thought that that's what I was filming for over the summer with him, and I was going to have another, you know, six right. months or a year to to really compile like a section that I was, you know, another year to work on what I had already gotten or whatever, but, um, he decided just to release my part. And I think they're maybe going to work on whatever they got in mind. I'm not really sure. Well, either that, or it shows an incredible faith in your ability and the level that you can take it to. Cause he's like, Oh, well, we can just put this online. Cause he's going to get even better stuff. Yeah. Um, could be the case. I don't know. I think we might be, uh, separating. So I don't know. I'm not sure what we're going to be working on. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so we can look forward to more footage in the future then if you've, if you've been out to California and you're getting stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll be keep skating and I'm enjoy posting stuff and yeah, the, uh, the response I've gotten just from you know, being able to put together a few minutes is great, you know, and I enjoy having that to, to look back at, you know, so. Something tells me if you just filmed clips for Instagram, just tap dancing on your real box, people would, <laughs> yeah, lap that up as well, because yeah. you mentioned Andrew Broom, he, he would skate a P-rail for like 30 seconds on Instagram and people lose their minds because yeah. the stuff he does on it is unreal. And you're basically the same type of skater, like you just do tricks that other people don't do so yeah yeah just have fun with it you know trying to see what kind of new stuff you can come up with or yeah, it's just fun i just love grinding things it's my feet <laughs> just something about it's just super satisfying you know and i miss that feeling and i'm just happy to be doing it again well we're definitely happy to have you back i can't believe you've managed to release three street sections in 2020 that is an unbelievable feat so yeah, can't wait to see what you come up with next. And yeah, thanks for taking the time to do this with us today because 
obviously a busy man with two kids and stuff like that. So yeah, enjoy the rest of your Sunday and thanks a lot for taking the time to do it. All right, I appreciate you asking me to do this. It's been nice talking to you. Hopefully speak soon. All right. Bye. Bye.